0: This episode of the Morning Skate is brought to you by Laga Sports. Laga Sports specializes in making 100% custom, fully sublimated uniforms and apparel for a variety of sports, but they're known for the premium quality and creativity of hockey jerseys. They have a one price, any design policy. It doesn't matter if you're looking for a simple NHL style or if you're wanting to create jerseys that look like Rebel Fighters from Star Wars. The price will always be the same and the design of possibilities are endless. Check them out at lagasports.com. That is lagasports.com. L A G A S P O R T S dot com. Own your look, own the game.
1: You'll lose 11 seconds. You've got 10 seconds.
0: Friday, May twenty fifth, the boys are back. That's right, I said Friday, so you're going to get this probably Saturday. Uh, I'm going away for the weekend. I'm going up to the, to the, uh, the old, the old ladies, uh, lake up in Paseco. So I'm going to be off the grid. I'm not going to have any service, anything like that. So I think how, how may help out with the social media this weekend. It's not entirely on him. There's not really that much going on anyway, but we want to get a podcast out because I'm not going to be here Sunday and the cup final starts Monday. So we're going to do all of that shit today. Uh, Hal, how's Whoa. it going, buddy? You, yeah, dude, fucking throw me under the bus. Let's go. Let's just. No, get it, I'm just get it curious. Going.
1: What lake is it?
0: Pasco. It's up by Speculator.
1: Oh, so it's right next to like Lake Sick, but not that sick,
0: dude. No, it's pretty. All right, the coolest thing. This is completely off topic, but you walk out back of her camp, and it's right on the lake. And in the middle of the uh, lake, in the middle of the lake, there's an island. I swear to God, there's a, a a bald eagle's nest. So every time I go there, I see a bald eagle, which is like I think pretty fucking cool. So.
1: Summer Ked's the worst. Oh, my God. I was thinking about that. Yeah,
0: let's hear uh, it, dude. Let's fucking... Come on, throw me under the bus, dude. Talk about NYR talk, this. dude.
1: Uh, so, he's going up to camp this weekend. I'm a little salty about it. Um, in case you're wondering, up in Maine, it's going to rain all weekend. So, oh, And wait for my heroes and zeros, because it's going to get worse.
0: <laughs>
1: uh, oh, no. But, <laughs> Ked... Ted really needed to get done Friday, so you know I sacrificed a little time out of my day. And he's over at Nora's pool. He's getting tattoos. He's at like Taco Night or something, probably. God knows what drinks this kid's ordering. Um, he's bringing back Brad and Chad back to the office, bringing back to their cars, and then he shows up a little late to the podcast. So I put out a poll asking what we should do: trade him to the Devils, strip his C. Just run him into the post like pretty hard, head down. He's not one of the advisors, jaw connects first. And Twitter voted and I mean results. Yeah, sure result.
0: Yo, do you remember do you remember when I hit Feverboy Rex in practice into the post and he didn't talk to me for like fucking three weeks?
1: They're getting slugged. You gotta admit though, getting slugged into the post is one of the worst feelings in practice. Oh, especially when you go like head for but not to divert, 45% say strip is C, so next week is C will be stripped. I will be the captain of the podcast. I'm
0: okay with that. All right, yeah, we'll give you a little bit of face time. you fucking chirping me about the tattoos. I haven't brought this up. Not many people know. My dad's been a little bit sick today. He just kind of got a clean bill of health. So I'm fucking, I'm feeling myself, dude. I went and got a tattoo for friends and family. Remember in this day, chirp me all you want. I'm fucking living on a goddamn cloud. So... <laughs> Without further <laughs> without further ado, nah, you want to know what? No, oh, no, no, no. I have a couple things to say. NYR talk, I, I am pumped that you stuck up for me, dude. You are my man. Seth, you are dead to me. I cannot believe that Seth, our Phoenix, or Arizona Coyote guy, who's been big morning skate guy, sent him a sticker, I thought we're boys, and he's fucking throwing me under the bus like that, like it's nothing.
1: I, uh, yeah, man, I mean.
0: You believe that shit? The ball's on Seth.
1: We're two minutes into the podcast, and we've already dropped my dad's cancer free. So uh, it's going to be a heater, dude. It was a good, it's going to be a good podcast. Also, shout out to the Sheriff. Congratulations. Cheers to uh, that. Doesn't, doesn't excuse your son's candy-ass actions. Exactly. But, uh, sheriff, bud. Congrats.
0: I'll be wearing my Dale Earnhardt cutoff up at the lake this week. But without further ado, let's hop right into it. NHL in the news. Roll no, that music. No, before
1: before we continue on. Before we continue on. You should have been, like, hacking a dart in the Walmart parking lot today. You shouldn't have been at Norris Pool. Everyone knows the sheriff would have wanted it that way. Can you at least acknowledge that? Uh, yeah. <laughs> all right, all right, <laughs> let's
0: get to it. NHL in the news, play music. Okay, we are here, NHL in the news. It's going to be a strictly a playoff episode this week, so we're going we're gonna to talk, we're going to get right into it, uh, the Caps battle back against the Lightning. They take Game 7. I'm shocked. I thought this was going to be a time where the Capitals were like, hey, fans, we got you, we got you, and then shit the bed like they normally do. Blown away. 4 nothing, man. And, and hell, you know how, like, everybody is always like, Ovechkin doesn't perform in the playoffs, la-di-da-di-da. Ovechkin finally performs in the playoffs, so that that you can't perform the playoffs thing is automatically passed on, like a baton. Do you remember, like, Doing running in gym class where he had to like hand those sticks to people was the fucking worst thing ever. Continuing on to that, that baton's been passed on to Steve Stamkos. Patrick (laughs) Sullivan, who like, I know he has a sad story, but I think, do you kind of get like he's kind of an asshole vibe? Like, I feel like that guy's kind of an asshole.
1: No, I don't think he's an asshole. I think he means well, but I think he definitely, his mentality is. He's argumentative.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway. Oh, he's kind of an asshole, yeah. Yeah, he, he came out with a good tweet, though. Well, not a good tweet. The stat was good. But, like, he's passing the baton on. Stamkos has played in six Game 7s. He has zero points and only nine shots on net, and his team in three and three in those games. So don't worry, guys. Next year we're going to – we don't have to hear about Ovechkin not winning a cup. Now we're going to start hearing about Stephen fucking Stamkos not winning the cup.
1: Didn't Stamkos, like, block a shot with his jaw in one of those games and, like, come back when he was, like, 20 years old?
0: Yeah, I mean, he's broken. I mean, okay, this is completely off topic, but if Steve Stamkos was a Bruins, you be pumped about it? Like, is he, is he a guy that you're like, oh, fuck, yeah, he's on my team? I think he used to be, but, like, yeah. for some reason, I feel like he's not no. really like that anymore.
1: No, he's so, one... Before I get into what I'm going to say he would make a great Ranger when he's like 33, 34.
0: When we so, overpay, he's good for a couple <laughs> of years.
1: Yeah, yeah. Too. I think he actually. Um, yeah, I'd be super excited, but I wouldn't want him to be my captain. But if he was like my second best player, I would be enthralled. All right, he's, we're all, he's a very good hockey player. We're already I know all, he's got the same sniper that he used to be, but he makes your first line. He's miles and miles above anyone on your first line.
0: No, I'd give you that. But I'm going to go completely off the rails. We didn't have this written down because I didn't think there was much going on this week. How about Evander Kane signing a seven-year, $7 million contract in San Jose? Now that we're talking contract signing people. What do you have on that, dude? That's that's a lot of money for a guy. I mean, I looked at his stats the last couple of years. He's almost put up 30 goals with the Sabres. So, like, I kind of get that he could be there. And he seems like he's gelling well. He's only, I think he's 26 years old. So when he gets out, he's going to be still sort of young. A lot of people are hating on this. I initially hated this contract, but now that I'm kind of thinking about it, dude, if he stays healthy and plays that power forward game and he's not like fucking dickhead of Vander Kane, could be a good deal for them.
1: Yeah, I'm going to throw an analogy at you, and it might not make any sense. Let's hear it. So you got like Thornton.
0: I love the dramatic.
1: (laughs) Burns. These guys are pretty legendary, Pavelski. They're all in their thirties, though, right? Uh-huh. Pretty old core. Uh, how many years they have left? I don't know. And then, basically, what's happening is like they're dr- they're driving around town in like a sick part of California. Like they're right in the Bay Area. They're driving around in a Porsche. And they're they're controlling that Porsche that is the San Jose Sharks, and then they're just parking, they're pulling it up in the driveway, they're putting it in the park, they're getting out of the car and walking home, never to return, and they're throwing the keys to Evander Kane, they're saying go get him.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess, but maybe Evander Kane's sends <laughs> a shotgun and Logan Couture's Logan Couture's <laughs> Dude,
1: I don't know, man. I just think I think Evander Kane's a very good player, but like. Logan Couture and Evander Kane, like being the two guys, like, mention Couture, he's a great hockey player for sure, but those being the two guys to lead your team, I think, like, you're like uh five through eight seed, like, every year.
0: I'd give you that. Plus, we know Logan Couture likes to party. Shout out Tommy Parato. Um We're going to move on. So, are you good, good or not good with it?
1: Yeah, I guess I'm okay with it, though. It's really not the worst move in the world. It's, it's nothing to get that upset with, especially if the contracts get thrown out nowadays.
0: Yeah, and the cap's going up. I don't really hate it all that much, and it's not like he's super old where that seven years is going to fuck you. Like, he's still going to... I think he's going to be in his low 30s when he comes out of it, so... All right, anyway. Back to the Lightning Cap... or Lightning Capitals, whatever. Stamko shits the bed. Uh, Ovechkin scores classic. That's good for him. Uh, How do you say... Burakoski? Is that how you say his name? I'm not... I'm never good with Russian names. Is it... I know... Burakoski? Yeah.
1: I'm pretty sure he's Swedish.
0: I don't think so. If he is, that's the fucking upside of the century. Look that up. Uh, he scores two goals. Um, oh, and Nicholas Backstrom. He's upset. Yeah, he's Austrian. He's Austrian.
1: Yeah. So basically, dude, if you need to know anything about Bierkowski he's probably jumping out of pools with Michael Grabner in the off season.
0: Boys will be boys. He scores two goals. Nicholas Backstrom uh, gets on the sheet uh after did you see the picture of him uh after the game and he's like i don't know if he's holding something but you see his finger and his fingers like the size of his entire hand
1: yeah that was pretty gruesome
0: and for like a i would call backstrom like a pretty boy type player right like i wouldn't really assume he'd ever get into the hard areas of the ice kind of cool when you see guys like that battling through
1: um
0: yeah we'll get into lightning in a little bit when i get into my heroes and zeros but do you have anything else on that series
1: yeah, I just wanted to go back to that Bierkowski vanik point. Do you agree with me that um when you think Latvian hockey, you just think of tattooed guys jumping out of pools like is that the first thing that comes to your mind?
0: Um Latvian from guys. Austrian? Wait, what 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 country? Austrian. Oh, yeah. Like like smoking real heavy cigarettes and and jumping out of pool, right? Like maybe burning themselves, jumping out of pools. That's kind of like the vibe I got from that. Tat- tattoos everywhere, dude. It's like Instead of going out and getting a soda for the day, you're just getting a new tattoo.
1: Oh my god! Do you think so? I just realized who's the best Austrian hockey player of all time? Put you on the spot.
0: Oh, Ziggy? He,
1: no, he's Czech.
0: Um, Arthus Herbe, dude.
1: No, dude, it's uh Thomas Vanek. So uh,
0: that's a rough. I just, want,
1: I just wanted to bring that up. Because Vegas is in the cup right now. Do you think Thomas Vanek's passed out in a casino somewhere right now?
0: I don't know. Tom- I Thomas Vanek is waiting to get dealt the Treadline again to fucking help boost some power play where he's not going to do shit.
1: I guess dude, that's that was a- hurtful words. I mean, all that- right. Where are we? So where are we in this podcast? I don't.
0: Well, anything else on the Lightning?
1: No. I mean, they shit the bet. They just didn't show up. That's what happens when you have that many Rangers in your core.
0: It's a little rude, dude. All right, moving on. So now we have a Stanley Cup final that I don't think anybody at the beginning of the season with a straight face would be like, yeah, it's going to be Ovechkin versus Vegas. Like that's kind of crazy. But then you kind of take a step back, and you're like, if Ovechkin was ever to play for a cup, what city would he should like should he play in? And and then all of a sudden it makes sense. Um, before we actually get into this. What do you have on the whole Washington-Vegas thing with all the storylines and shit? Because sometimes there's, like, four storylines, but in this case, it's, like, it's easy.
1: Yeah, I think um, I think my storyline is going to be that I'm going to try not to follow any of the storylines. Um, <laughs> Make your own storylines. So story yeah. Like, I don't know. Both these teams have played really good hockey all year. Uh, I just kind of want to... It took me a while to recuperate from the Bruins getting bounced, and I've been starting to get back into it a lot more. I was watching games, and my heart just wasn't into it. It was really tough. It's like watching your ex girlfriend like like stuff on Facebook or something. Probably. Oh yeah. You know. Been there. So. <laughs> yeah, dude. You could talk about that for hours. <laughs> <laughs> but my my point being is just I think we just got to like enjoy these two teams. I've hated on Vegas all year, but. They play a really good game. They're fast. It's two-way. you got a bunch of no-names, but everyone's putting up points. Everyone's producing every single night. Marc-Andre Fleury looks like a god. So, I mean, you just kind of enjoy that. And then on the other side, it's like same thing. I mean, this team's a little more top-heavy. They obviously have their big three on offense, and they got John Carlson to get to a little bit, and TJ are kind of like that second layer. But, I mean, like, they have Orlov's, kind of an exciting young Russian Lars Eller is like kind of makes me curious. You got Tom Wilson who's a wild card. Like, like, I think if you just enjoy this series for the hockey, I think it'll be a series. Uh, I don't know, man. It's just going to be storyline city. You know what I mean?
0: Well, I'll tell you Ked's storyline, Ked's storyline is, so we did uh, a Stanley cup, I guess, podcast kind of breaking into all series going on, whatever the week before that, I'm, um, I don't know if it was a week before or it was that one. I said that maybe this is the Caps year because nobody's talking about them. I definitely said that at some point, and I, like I felt good about it, right? Because every year it's like Caps, 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 and this was the first year you really didn't hear about them. But then, like, oh yeah, Ked's sick, Ked's awesome. When we went into the like the like the Stanley Cup preview, I had Columbus beating them in the first round, so. It's it's just kind of like a catch twenty two. Like I kind of nailed it, but I didn't nail it. You did, it.
1: But,
0: <laughs> dude. I was like pumped. I thought about that earlier today. I was like, "Fuck yeah!" Like I can't wait to show up to this podcast and be like, "I fucking called this shit." And then I was like, "Oh, first round, I had Columbus." So,
1: man, it's cra- it is pretty crazy though. I mean, the Washington Capitals are in the Stanley Cup final, so I mean, it is cool. I'm not going to sit here and lie. Um. And I just, I literally just gave a spiel about ignoring the headlines. Gun to your head, like, don't think about it. What is the cooler storyline? Vegas being the expansion team, or the Capitals, like, finally winning a Stanley Cup?
0: So, I would say Capitals winning, I'm going to say Capitals winning a Stanley Cup, because I don't think you have the right storyline. I think the fact that Vegas is an expansion team, obviously that's the big one, but, it may not, to me, it's kind of bigger. The fact that that shooting happened before the season and like they kind of rallied about that, like, yeah, I understand their expansion team, whatever, but that was huge. So when I think of Vegas, yeah, obviously I think of expansion, but right then and there, I also think about everything that that city kind of went through at the beginning of the year and they finally got a team and they rallied around that. So if you're just going strictly expansion, I'm going Washington, but if you actually take in everything that happened to Vegas this year, we talked. we've talked about this past like two podcasts this is a this is a top five like sports story of all time and i'm not even over exaggerating when you really think of everything that went into what vegas did this year at the beginning of the year when they didn't have a fucking goalie to the william carson wild bill scoring 40 something fucking goals dude like jonathan march so riley smith like florida just pawning them off same with holla all the young defensemen, and the fact that Marc-Andre Fleury, when everybody thought he was a bum, me included, is playing the best hockey a goalie's played that I've probably ever seen in my life in these playoffs. This guy has been a fucking stud. If you take all that shit together, man, like, yeah, Alex Ovechkin winning a cup is sick, and that's gigantic, but the fact that Vegas is better, and if not better, at least involved in that conversation, really fucking tells you how special this year has been for Vegas. Agree or disagree?
1: I disagree i take- i just t- I take i take I take Washington over it every day of the week, and part of it's the hater in me for sure,
0: big time. Um, which I respect you you're still sticking to your guns, you fucking hate Vegas, you've hated Vegas from day one, like this is a podcast that I kind of wish I knew exactly where our audio was throughout the course of the year because I could probably have like. 20 times where you're like Vegas fucking sucks (laughs) like Vegas I'm telling you right now they win some games next week like and it's not just you and that's the best part is like you had a lot of hate I get that but it's not just you man it was everybody so that I respect the hate I know that the hate's still there but the fact that you see that you did that and everybody else did it and they were and they literally came up to you and put their balls on your forehead that's a fucking special story
1: yeah, one, it's not over yet, bud. True, uh, true. Stay tuned for my Stanley Cup prediction.
0: True, okay.
1: Going to be shocking. Um, <laughs> two, I just think, dude, so this is where the hater in me is. And I'm going to preface this by saying I hate Capitals fans with a passion. I've never I, – I was about 18 years old. My dad and me went to a hockey game. I think I was 17. I was still in high school. We went to a Capitals game, Bruins game, matinee in Boston. Um, this is how bad my day was the game ended Alexei, or yeah, Simmons scored on a slap shot from center ice in overtime on Tim Thomas to win the game um, I remember that and yeah dude and I was there and there was this guy from Washington D.C. with his smoke show wife that he flew in just yapping her ear off about how Alex Ovechkin is the greatest hockey player of all time and every other franchise sucks and I've hated Washington Capital fans ever since can't stand the franchise
0: Um, So we get how much you hate them. So the fact that – so the Vegas hate must be –
1: But my point – yeah, but my point being, man, is like every NHL fan outside of like Vegas right now or the Penguins or the Kings or the Blackhawks or even the Bruins because they won one recently can relate to how shitty capital fans have felt for 20 years. And they've been the epitome of it. Like they have been. The, yep. like ha ha, point at you, fans. Yeah, they've been
0: the last, they've like, been like the poor guys, Penguins, right? Like the Penguins get Sidney Crosby, the Capitals get Ovechkin, and then you see Sidney Crosby win all these cups. It's a Sidney Crosby show, and Ovechkin's always been oh he's real good, but didn't get it done. So I get it's that. Just,
1: yeah, it's more relatable to me. Like if I was if I didn't watch hockey and I was one day I lived in Las Vegas and I was like a barback. I was a twenty eight year old barback that like lives in a strippers like den and they were like, hey, there's a hockey team coming to Vegas. And I was like, I'm a huge Vegas fan. I'd be going around, like, flipping everyone off, being like, Vegas is the best hockey team of all time. Fuck you. Yeah, But I'm not. Like, I just see it from the other side. So, And here, here's, here's another
0: question, is. dude. So, like, Vegas fans, first year, they're automatically in the Stanley Cup final. Like, think about how good they're living, dude. Like, the first year they've ever really followed a team, and you're getting this. And then you see teams like the Coyotes, and I don't think the Minnesota Wild have ever. You see these teams that have been in the fucking league forever, the Sharks, dude. So they haven't so, won a cup.
1: It always comes back to me talking about my days as a GM on NHL, like, 16. Mm-hmm. But um, I've been doing fantasy drafts and, like, dynasty mode my whole life. I have one rule, and especially since last year they came out on NHL with expansion mode, so I was actually making expansion team. My one rule was that no matter how sick I thought my team was the first year, if I got to the Stanley Cup final, I would blow it. Like, I just didn't think it was realistic in my video game franchise mode for the expansion team to win. I would purposefully it's make sure fair. that I lost the series. All right. And then year two, I would draft a stud, I'd trade up into, like, the first round and, like, go win the cup the second year. But, like, in my fantasy fucked up world that I live <laughs> in, I don't, like, I didn't think this was possible. I literally thought it was not, it was too far-fetched for video games.
0: Yeah, and because it was so far-fetched for real life,
1: and then this is what you got. But yeah, I mean, but you know what? Like I've said, like the last couple podcasts, like the one thing I will say is this is the first thing the NHL has done right in how many years. The NH- Gary Bettman created this storyline, like the NHL, like making it a more competitive draft for them, made it a storyline, and like hockey fans should not be mad. Like he did the right thing. Like we now have a bona fide franchise from year one because he didn't make them absolute shit. Like it's a crazy, it's a crazy concept. If you opened a, an ice cream shop. Would you serve shitty ice cream for the first year you own the business and then year two be like, oh, here's actually, like, the good gelato? No, dude, you go out of business. Give them the good ice cream. That's what Gary Bettman did. So I I, I don't know. I don't even know what we're talking about at this point. Yeah,
0: it, it's all good. We're going to get back into this. So instead of, like, the, the normal podcasts that, like, kind of go into, you know, like statistical type shit whatever, we came up with some real questions of what's going to happen in the Stanley Cup showdown. And by we, Hal did this. Um. So we're gonna break down. Do you want to talk about the uh, the Kaplan and Wisniewski thing?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Just really quick. So, so Ken, do you read Puck Daddy at all? Wisniewski.
0: No, dude. It's ESPN. You
1: don't? I,
0: no, I don't follow any ESPN hockey people. I think they're fake yeah. and fraud. He was
1: originally. So he was Yahoo for a while. Switched over to ESPN. He's just like pretentious. I was looking up on the podcast, just reading through different, like, headlines and stuff, and I found myself this one. It's him and Emily Kaplan. Who's that? No clue. Mm -hmm. She writes ESPN, apparently. And they wrote a preview of the series, and here's the first paragraph that Greg Wisniewski wrote. So which occurrence is greater? Harbinging. Did I say that right? Is that even a word in the English dictionary? Of the apocalypse. Alex Ovechkin, the Washington Capitals, winning the Stanley Cup. Or an expansion team winning the Stanley Cup. Dude, that feels like Shakespeare, or like Harry Potter. Like, why am I reading that? Like, I just need someone... Yeah,
0: I hate people that write. are like that, dude. Just use normal use normal words. I don't need to fucking feel bad about myself going on dictionary.com trying to look up your shit to read, like, a right. fucking 15-second right, paragraph.
1: Dude, and I, and I love, like, I love journalism. Like, I think like it's really stupid I just said that out loud. I, I like, actually enjoy reading the newspaper... <laughs> I love the newspaper. I love the police blotter. I love local news. Police blotters
0: are awesome. We can talk about that for fucking days.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, I, dude, like, I, I really love it. But, like, he just comes off as so pretentious. It's like, that's not what I want out of my Stanley Cup final conversations. So, I mean, me and Ked, like, like we watch the games. We talk about the hockey. But I figure we would just get into, you know, really breaking down the series for you guys. Fuck yeah. Uh analytics, looked at some numbers, yep. crunched some things. Okay. First so first thing to break down the series. Yep. Uh which team has the best farter?
0: Alright, so best farter, man. Are we talking strictly power or are we talking smell? A little bit of both, right? Best farter. Devontae oh, Smith pelly dude. I bet that guy just poops for days. That the hit that he had on Dan Girardi when he hit him, I'm sure he farted because he hit him so hard. So I'm gonna go Devontae Smith pelly
1: Right, have you, I mean, everyone's like kind of shit a little bit in their jock, right? Yeah, man, he's
0: just like a big dude. That What did they say he was? They said he was like six foot, 230 pounds. Like, that guy's bringing some force when he farts. You ever
1: just piss in your cup? What? <laughs> did you ever just piss in your cup?
0: What do you mean? Oh, when I'm playing?
1: Yeah.
0: No. <laughs> I don't.
1: So I never did either, but I just wanted to ask because when I played when I played I in the what? worst club hockey league of all time when I went to school, there was this kid and he was like, Well you're in a game once and he's like, I pissed and I was like, What? He's like, I pissed in my cup, like like it was no big deal, like next shift up, like I got a bloody nose. <laughs> like this kid had a piss in his cup. So I didn't know if that was a thing, so I figured I'd throw it out there.
0: That makes complete sense because you kinda went to like a uh, like a in the woods type college, right? And a lot of NASCAR drivers piss their pants when they're in the middle of a race. So the fact that that kid's like, oh, yeah, whatever, it's not a big deal. That That piss winning. Yeah, if you didn't realize what happened, you're welcome for explaining that because that's exactly what it was. That guy follows NASCAR.
1: Uh, Opposite opposite of NASCAR, I think Lars Eller. uh, The amount of gel in his hair and the amount of, like, Scandinavian in him. His name's Lars. It just tells me he's a vegan. Vegan farts, everyone knows if you're a vegetarian, those things stink. Bad. So
0: Yeah. Okay. Alright, so alright, we're gonna build off of that. So uh the age old question Who packs the most lips on each team? Who do you got?
1: I'm going T J Oshi. Uh
0: do you, really think, like do you really think I mean he's got a rocket of a wife. Do you really think she lets him pack lips?
1: So here's my thing. Okay. He just looks like the type of guy that he probably doesn't pack a lot of lips. But every party, it's about 9 o'clock. He's got a nice pair of jeans on, but like designer jeans. Mm-hmm. He pulls out a ring of like cherry skull and he just starts packing it. Maybe
0: out, maybe even out of his Carhartt vest.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, he, and he definitely is like, he can't do it in front of his wife. So he's like, what do you boys say? We go out on the back deck and pack a liver. I can, uh,
0: I can rally around a guy like that because we've all fucking been there.
1: Yeah, that's what TJ Oshie looks like to me.
0: Yeah, on New Year's, actually, uh, I was at New Year's with Biz Deb Dale and I was packing a lip, and he, like, asked her, come on, can I pack a lip? She said no, and he packed a lip, and then she didn't talk to him for, like, the whole fucking night. So shout out to Biz Deb Dale.
1: <laughs> Who's uh? So who's your person that you would believe packs the most lips?
0: I'm thinking this guy's walking into the Bunny Ranch. He's hanging out. He's the mayor of Las Vegas, hanging out with Air Force Amy and the girls. And, you know, he's got a giant lip in. It's Derek Anglin. It's Derek Anglin all guy all day. I mean that guy. He probably grew up with, with a lip in his mouth, like his dad taught him how to pack lips when he was a child. Uh, just a just a fucking a man's man. You know what I mean? Like it, it, he's everything that you want to be in a man. Is probably Derek Anglin. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Anglin for sure.
1: That's a good answer, man. I mean,
0: it's not bad, right? You can see that guy packing big lips, horseshoes of like kayak grape.
1: For sure, I guy had great. Yeah, he definitely looks like somebody who uh, he rides his Harley out to the Indian reservation over the summer to get a good tub of stokers.
0: And he walks in and they know him by first name. <laughs>
1: yeah. Hey, Derek. Derek, see or get him what he needs, and he yeah. also gets a carton of smokes too. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! All right. Uh, next question. We're gonna go. We're gonna do this one quick. Doesn't mean much explanation. Uh, which team has more girth, kid?
0: Uh when I think girth, again I think power. I think uh being being heavy in the corners. Uh you know, playing that north south game, but not really You're also playing a lot of east west coast type hockey. Uh I think the Capitals have a way bigger chode than than the other team if if I'm being completely honest.
1: And I agree with that. So, moving forward, <laughs> A serious... We got to Here we go. Breakout player, Ken. Who do you think is going to be the guy that everyone's going to be like, oh my god, this player is so good. How like how did we not know that? Like, he was good, but he's not that good, but okay. he is.
0: All right, so you know there's going to be a lot of talk. There's going to be a lot of flurry talk, a lot of Ovechkin talk. The one guy who I think has been a breakout player the entire fucking playoffs, and, it, and it, I mean, by no mistake, he leads the Capitals in points, Evgeny Kuznetsov is the fucking real deal, dude. Like, that kid is nasty. I hate the fact, like, my biggest pet peeve about him is when he does the flapping of the wings when he scores. I fucking can't stand it. But that guy can make some fucking moves. He's so good at getting the puck and getting through the neutral zone instead of, like, like that may sound dumb to, like, most people, but if you can keep control and keep possession of the puck going into the offensive zone, that's fucking huge. As I'm saying this, house double fisting an IPA and a watermelon beer. But... So, I'm going to go with Evgeny Kuznetsov. I think people are actually going to see, like, how much this guy's going to shine.
1: Yeah, the one thing I will say on Evgeny Kuznetsov, I hate the Players' Tribune because Derek Jeter, like, runs it, and it's like he had a sick retirement tour, but, like, I don't need to hear all these So did Ortiz,
0: dude. And Ortiz is a huge contributor as well, but okay. I know he
1: is, dude. I know, and I hate it because realistically what happens is they hand these, like, dumb like, athletes that are superstars, like an iPhone, they press record and, they're like, talk for two minutes, and then some nerd in fucking Hoboken types up this essay about it, mm-hmm. like, yeah, but, uh...
0: I didn't know that it was recorded, I thought it was more of, like, a document-based question, like, those DBQs back in in history class in 10th grade, I thought they just filled out a couple things, and then they take the click and notes are, and turn it into, like, a it, fucking... Like, a study
1: hamburger essays, buddy. You got the intro, the yeah. two supporting documents, and then the closing.
0: Yeah, they write a few sentences, and this guy's like, oh, this is how I'm going to connect this.
1: Yeah. Don't learn the subject. Just learn how to pass the test, pal. You'll fucking do great in high school. Um, Yeah. I don't know, man. The one thing I wanted to say about Kusinetsov, which I was getting to at the Players' Tribune, is did you ever read his, like, a couple years back? Um, he essentially <laughs> said that – I forget what Russian town he grew up in, but he was a rink rat, like – he showed up to the rink and it just so happened that the best player to ever come out of his town or play for that team was uh, Salmon, mm-hmm. and he just and he just like played with Salmon twenty four seven. Like that's a sick story. Um, the flapping and just like the theatrics and just kind of his face are off putting, but at the end of the day, you can tell the kid loves hockey, so you kind of have to give him a little credit, Hell even yeah. if he he is kind of an idiot. I agree with that.
0: As long, yeah, that's a big thing. If you love hockey, like as much as I hate the flapping of the birds things. The kid's pumped up. He scored. I, I've i been dealing with Rick Nash the past four years. When he scores a goal, it looks like he just, like, killed yeah. a baby. Like, it's kind of, at least he's showing a little bit of emotion and passion. So, I, I can respect that.
1: Right, dude, right? Like, Mark Shifley, I know he's known because he knows, like, every stat of every NHL player ever. Like, that makes that guy so much more likable. I didn't know
0: that. That's kind of cool.
1: Yeah, he's, like, a statistician. So, like, he could outsmart Pierre McGuire at stats. Like, that makes Shifley like, a more likable player in my eyes because you can tell he just loves the game. Yeah. Gonoth loves the game. Big Red. Some of you might remember him. He was a lightning rod. He was our fantasy hockey expert for about three weeks. He didn't own a computer, but he still showed up anyway. Yep. Um, he actually probably would have won you guys money on DraftKings, but unfortunately he went off the grid, and God knows where he is. I'm thinking about you, buddy. Um, that was nice. If so, facto, preseason show, he said, we said, <laughs> name one guy to pick up in fantasy. Big Red said Shea Theodore. He's a power play specialist. He should be getting more time on the Ducks. He's going to go to Vegas. He's going to light up. Guy had a great season, man. I remember when he was in the WHL because he was a second round pick, and people kept saying there's this kid on the Thunderbirds, and he has to clapper from the point. And it was Shea Theodore. Um, he's one of those prospects that like fan bases get really giddy about that actually panned out. Mm-hmm. Like this talk. I don't know, man. I just think I think if he plays a good two way game. And he brings it on the power plate, too. People are going to start looking like Shay Theodore. That's the guy who's going to lead the Knights defense for years to come.
0: Yeah, the Sean Day of the New York Rangers, except for Sean Day sucks.
1: Yeah, dude. I was about to get so offended by that <laughs> comment. But, yeah, I mean, he, he's, a, he he's a really out. interesting piece to me.
0: Right? Like, that's exactly what it is. Sean Day's sick. Sean Day's nasty. Like, blah, 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 blah. He's the pay- only guy with Connor McDavid, John Tavares. Yeah. If you don't know, it's just not going to work. So
1: Oh, dude. Before we keep going on this series, I just want your take on this. Bruins fans want to trade Tory Krug for Oscar Clefbom.
0: <laughs> yeah, there's been a lot of Oscar Clefbom talk, dude. I just I don't watch a lot of Oilers games, but like I'm all set, man. <laughs> Tory Krug's sick, dude. Tori Krug fits him with the Bruins so well. Like and I guess
1: awesome. Man. I
0: guess I guess if you did trade him, I can see I I realistically could see Clefbom going to the Bruins and like playing well. But still it's like That's just weird. That's just the classic, like, not Bruins, but just any fan base. You get eliminated from the playoffs, and you have to find somebody to trade, right? Like, we didn't make it this year. Let's get rid of somebody.
1: It's kind of Bruins, man. Like
0: Every team does that, though.
1: Tory Crews a warrior, dude. I hate offensive defensemen, but he's a warrior. And you're right. Every fan base kind of picks on one guy that they shouldn't. And it's very classic.
0: Like Phil Kessel with the Penguins.
1: It just pissed me off, man. Like, that guy's a warrior. He might not show it in other ways, but you wanna trade him for Oscar Clefbaum, can you imagine like being like calling up your buddy and be like, dude, guess what? Like, no way. The Bruins are winning the cup next year. Guess who we just got? And your buddy'd be like, Oh, he'd be like, Oscar Clefbaum. I would hang up the phone
0: <coughs> Yeah. I mean the one thing about Tory Krug, right? He's an offensive defenseman, he said you don't like him. It's very seldom you see an offensive defenseman play with any sort of like snarl and like feistiness. And Tori Krug may, be, may not be the biggest guy, the toughest guy, yeah. but he, like, other, he can, not only can he fucking rip them the point, like, if somebody goes anywhere near your goalie, he's going to give him a little cross check at the very least. And, that, and to me, like, all you fucking Corsi nerds and all this shit, that stuff doesn't matter. You've clearly never been on a hockey team, man, because the, the t- shit like that gets the boys fired up, and shit like that makes me think, like, okay, this guy's going to do whatever it takes to win tonight.
1: Dude, yes. Thank you. he's five foot eight and the kid's a warrior. And the other thing too, dude, like I would I was thinking about this because they were talking about trading him. Tory Crew would be so sick on the Golden Knights. Like he would be a star on the Golden Knights. That yeah. dude would have seventy points. Like they push the pace and he gets back. He's defensively responsible. We're not gonna talk about the Bruins anymore. I'm sorry, I just did that to everyone who's like, dude, this kid needs to show about the Bruins. We talked about breakout player, Ked.
0: What player is going to suck the most this year? Uh, I'm going to go all Brooks Orpik, dude. Um, <laughs> he just got buried from behind by Cedric Paquette. I mean, he returned to the game. But, I mean, that guy's got so many concussions. You you, <laughs> you want to get off the Bruins, but you remember when Sean Thornton came up to him and literally gave him a flick to the jaw, and he just crumbled. Uh, yeah, he I, don't think, I don't think Brooks – I've never been a Brooks Orpik guy. I feel like he's kind of like a modern-day Scott Stevens, except for, like, he doesn't back it up. Um, and I just, he, I don't know, man, he's slow. I can see like March or so going around him and shit like that. A couple positive things about Brooks Orpik though. He does, he does hit regardless of what I think about him. He's probably good for one huge hit in this playoff series. And the other thing is he married a girl that went to Shen. So he's kind of got that local vibe to him too. So, uh, but I don't, I just don't think Brooks Orpik is going to shine. Who who do you, who's going to blow it for you?
1: Uh I wrote down Real Deal Neal. Just because I don't know if he's actually the real deal. Um I think that's a very it's this dude, Real Deal Neal is like the coolest nickname in the world. Like mm-hmm. I think that is such a cool nickname. Big time. I the problem is and and James Neal has really cool hair, he doesn't shower for months on end. I just don't think James Neal's that cool. Like I think his nickname's a lot cooler than him um he has like nine points in 15 games people act like he's like vegas's superstar he's just a very good role player just like the rest of them like he's doing his job like
0: okay here's my thing right i would have agreed with you but i just read an article that james neal was out for a run when he was like 15 years old and literally ran into the side of a bear and the bear ran away from him so i mean that's kind of sick also He scored – the goals that he has scored in the playoffs this year, I remember one specifically where he shot five-hole. That's such a Ked play in beer league, like wheeling in and just like, all right, I don't have it tonight. I'm going to fucking go five-hole and score. So I can kind of relate to him, dude. I like the nickname. You guys can start calling me Real Deal Ked if you want. It could stick. It doesn't rhyme. Maybe we'll work on that. But I can see why you'd say that. I mean, he hasn't been a huge name yet. But, I mean, I guess we'll see. Uh, Which coach – what?
1: Jay Beagle. I can always just throw Jay Beagle's name out there. I nah, fucking though.
0: hate that guy. Next. Uh, which coach would win in a fight? Gallant or Trotz? What do you got, It's
1: Barry Trotz.
0: Oh, um, okay. Uh, is this a new finding or like you always kind of felt like if this is what happened? Because I said Trotz too, but I said Trotz because you did that warm up lap. And for an old guy. He didn't keel over, so he's got a lot of fight left in him.
1: Yeah, I mean, Barry Trotz, uh, people forget he want to call their cup for the Portland Pirates, so uh, big shout-out to Barry Trotz. Are you guys the
0: Pirates? That's not
1: right. We Are were you? back in the day. Okay. Now we're in the ECHL. God knows what the fucking team's name is. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but Barry Trotz, dude, I mean... He's an underdog. I was just thinking about it. Like, Barry Trotz, he was the Nashville Predators. I think it's really similar to some of the Rangers that played for Tortorella. I don't think the Predators would be the same if Barry Trotz wasn't their coach for like 13 years. Barry Trotz was taking teams to like the second round of the playoffs whose leading scorers were like David Leguan and Martin Erat. That's insane. Scott Arnott was like 37 years old. Like, Barry Trotz.
0: Jason Arnott?
1: Dude, whatever. Okay. Here's my point. Trotz is like on the hot seat right now. Yeah. Uh, I don't even understand that. He's, he might win a cup and he's on the hot seat. So, I mean, you never want to fight a wanted man. Like.
0: Oh, yeah. So, that's a good idea. Dude, I didn't even think of that. Backs against the wall, man. That's when you get extra dangerous.
1: Trotz has nothing to lose, dude. Yeah. And the thing call. is, is, he's open about it, too. Like. He knows, like, I might get fired if I don't win this job, and I'm still Barry Trotz. Mm. Like, you look on the other side, like, Gallant is an unbelievable story. I think he's, like, a hockey guru. Like, I don't really get it. But, like, you can't doubt Gallant at this point. Like, what he's doing with this team is unbelievable. But I just think you look at Barry Trotz, you look at that grin on his face, he's got the shaved head, he's got nothing to lose, and I think he's got a better uppercut.
0: I, I think Trotz, but now the more I'm thinking of it, I'm thinking, like, Gallant's Gordon Bombay, and Trotz is uh, Wolf's dentist, Stanton. Uh, right, a little bit.
1: Trotz kind of looks like he's like in a, he was in like the Italian mob.
0: Oh, he's got a little De Niro to him.
1: Right, you know what I mean? Like yeah. he, he looks like he's connected. He knows guys on the inside.
0: Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. Well,
1: no, 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 no. But like, so what do you think about Gerard Gallant? Like, he's not a good-looking guy.
0: No. And he got and he got left at the fucking bus stop, dude. Like, yeah, he may be a good coach, but if you want to take a fight, I don't think Ooh, you. I, I, don't dude, think you I, I don't think you I don't think you take I, a guy who was left for a cab.
1: Okay, I got a couple of things for you, dude. I just changed my mind, and I think you're going to too. Let's hear it. Dude. Can I read you some of these? I just looked up Gerard Gallant's hockey DB, and I literally just think I found my favorite person in the world. Okay, let's hear it. Whew, dude, these stats are unreal. <laughs> Left, left wing. Mm-hmm. 5'10, 190. Born in 63 in Summerside, PEI.
0: Oh, Prince Edward Island, boy. Shout out, Cousin Eddie.
1: Sixth round pick, 107th overall to the Detroit Red Wings. Okay. His, his rookie year in the queue for the Sherbrooke Sherbrook, Casters. 68 games, 41 goals, 60 assists, 101 points. 220 penalty minutes. No. Yeah. 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 Dude, so as a 16 year old, he had 220 penalty minutes. Follows it up. He has a couple, he has a big year at the St. James Beavers. Goes to the uh, Adirondack I, Red Wings. Ever heard of him?
0: Oh, man. Okay. Yeah. I'm taking Gerard Gallant, dude.
1: Rookie year, rookie year with the Red Wings, eighty three, eighty four. Can you imagine what the AHL was like in eighty three, eighty four? Dude, yeah. I wish I could go to one of those games. Oh, you imagine? Goals, 33 assists, sixty four points, one hundred and ninety five penalty minutes.
0: I mean, he made Heritage Hall, dude. So can I
1: tell you? Can I tell you his best season in the NHL? Let's hear it. Seventy six games, thirty nine goals, fifty four assists, ninety three points. 230 penalty minutes. Okay.
0: okay. I think you take Gallant. I think Barry Trotz would be dude. fucking rattled.
1: Dude, I would go – I I never knew this about Gallant. I might – like, people are probably might be like, you didn't know this. Like, you're an idiot. Like, Gerard Gallant, I would run through a wall for this guy. It's no reason this guy's a great coach, dude. If you look at those Are you stats, taking Vegas
0: now? Does that change your mind about Vegas?
1: It doesn't change my mind about Vegas, but it makes me realize that I think Gerard Gallant is maybe one of my hockey, favorite hockey personalities of all time, and okay. I didn't even know it. Okay. But I don't like Vegas, but I think this guy is like a Bill Belichick-esque. Like, I get that vibe right now.
0: Okay, all right, cool. Um. So we're, we're taking are That's Gaunt.
1: unreal, dude.
0: We're taking Um. <laughs> uh, keeping on the thing of nail guns, first player to get suspended. And if you don't pick Tom Wilson, you're a fucking idiot, because the guy's going to do something stupid at some point, right? I mean, I feel like this is as sure of a thing as possible.
1: Yeah, I. Yeah, that's why I didn't pick him, man. Because it's like it's so obvious. But Tom Wilson's got like eleven points in this series, doesn't he?
0: Uh, yeah. Uh, I have the fucking stats right here.
1: So before we continue, eleven before points. We, before we continue, though, I do want to say that if there's one thing that I think this podcast has like really changed their minds on, I think it's Tom Wilson. Yeah, a little bit. I think it opened up a lot to Tom Wilson. Uh, I think we were pretty harsh on them in the regular season, and now that they're winning, it's like you know what, this is kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, uh,
0: dude. Every dude, can you imagine being like a fan of a successful team, and you just have this fucking absolute wild card on your first line who just buries people? Like that's got to be fun. If I was a Caps fan, I'd have a Wilson jersey.
1: He, dude, he. I my chirp against him was like when he was a rookie or a second year guy. There would be times where he'd throw questionable hits and he wouldn't fight, but. We're at the point now in the NHL when he's one of the toughest guys in the NHL, and he'll fight anybody. Like, so I mean, it's hard to hate him for that. I I would agree with that. I mean, that's a good one. But I thought outside the box. I wanted to throw this guy some love. Um, I was pretty upset when the Bruins lost him, but I'm not going to cry about it because I understand why. Colin Miller, Mm -hmm. uh, dude. So Colin Miller is an offensive defenseman. He's kind of a power play specialist. Like, I don't like. It's not that upsetting that the Bruins lost him. But he has, like, one or two good head checks or hip checks that are kind of dirty in him, like, every series. And I think he's the type of guy that gets really wrapped up in the moment. I think he's a really cool story, too. He's kind of battled through a lot. But I think he's the type of guy, like, and maybe, like, I I don't know, like, as a defenseman, like, sometimes game one, first series, you're a guy who, it's the Stanley Cup Finals, you want to be here your whole life, and you're a guy who has a nasty hip check or, like, a nasty open ice hit in you. But you don't use it that much. Like, what better time to use it than like the first or second shift in that period? Yeah, and and maybe he clips a guy in the head, and the NHL makes a statement for the Stanley Cup Finals.
0: Could happen. I want I want to be against it. I mean, that's I mean Tom Wilson's more of a well-regarded wild card, but yeah, I mean if it happened, I wouldn't be that shocked.
1: Here's my question though, dude: Is do you think the NHL? Do you think they swallow their whistles, or do you think they let that's the boys time. play? Like, do you think there's going to be suspensions and a lot of calls, or do you think they let him play? What do you think happens for the Stanley (laughs) Cup Finals? I
0: think they're going to let him play, man. I don't think, I mean, actually, yeah, I mean, Tom Wilson's going to run around regardless of the fact that Ryan Reeves is in the lineup. So I'm hoping at some point we get one of those fights, because that'd be sick. But if we get one of those fights early in the series, I think the refs will kind of swallow the whistle and be like, okay, these boys are going to handle it themselves. Or at least I hope they do.
1: I don't have a dog in the fight, so I could be wrong. But I felt like round one and two, there was a lot of ref controversy in every series. And I feel like last round in the conference finals, it kind of quieted down. Yeah, down it wasn't before. as
0: bad. They let him play.
1: So, I mean, I hope they keep that up. What's the next, dude? Stop uh, being honest.
0: First player to be shown crying after the cup, win or lose. I'm going Pierre-Edward Balamar. This guy fucking cries when he wins player of the game and hands it to some other guy and says, I don't want it. This guy sucks. He's, like, the only reason why... Stop laughing. He's the only reason why I don't really like Vegas that much. Like, I can never respect a guy receiving an award and be like, I don't deserve this. It should go to somebody else. Get the fuck yeah, out of here with that.
1: Dude, and we've been over this a thousand times, so I just want to repeat it for our listeners. You want a guy on your team that does that in the locker room or when he's, like, 12 beers deep yeah. and he, like, throws it in the trash can, but you don't want the guy that does that on the ice. That's dude. a clown move. Yeah, it's,
0: Um. Yeah, like... Fuck that guy, Jay Beagle. Uh, yeah, I mean he's crying right now,
1: dude. I it sucks because like you like if people follow this podcast, they know we love like guys who grind on the fourth line and like Role players. Suck, we think they're funny, dude. Jay Beagle checks a lot of those boxes. Like he played at Alaska in college. That's nails, mm-hmm. undrafted, mm-hmm. sick uh, face-off specialist. Cool, loves the PK. But he just looks like a guy who cries, dude. I can never get behind yeah. him. Yeah,
0: here's the thing, man. He's too pretty to be playing the fucking style of game that he's playing.
1: Maybe if his name was Jay Bulldog, I could get behind him. But, like, Jay Beagle? Dude, no, Jay Beagle, Jay
0: Beagle is the type of guy that should have had, like, a Tim Connolly type career. Does that make any sense?
1: You think, like, so, you think growing <laughs> up, Jay Beagle was, like, a pretty boy for his team?
0: I think so. I think so. I He's too pretty to be playing that style. I want an ugly guy with fucking no teeth playing the game that he plays. Blocking shots on the PK. Like, you are right. Like, if you watch him play, he has all those intangibles where you're like, fuck, man, I wish this guy was on my team. But, I mean, I No, just, you
1: know what it is, though? It's that he wears number 83, too. Oh, that's
0: a great call. That's a, that's a, oh, hey, everybody, look at me. Fuck that guy. Dude,
1: if Jay Beagle wore, like, 12, I'd be like, no, nah, right. Yep. But he wears Three, dude. If you were anything above, like, fuck, I don't know, maybe, like, 60. If you were anything above 60, then you're making a statement that you think yep. you score goals. Yes. Because, <laughs> yes. like, 20s to 50s, that's all about grinding. Same
0: Once thing with Jamie 50, McGinn, from, dude. Remember, d- didn't Jamie McGinn wear, like, an 80s number? And it was weird. Yeah, but, like, uh, yeah, but, I mean, Martin Straka wore an 80s number, but he played that type of check game. Nylander was a goal scorer. Yager was above 60. All those young kids are now wearing their birth loss. years. Malkin, Ziggy Palfi, Alex yeah, McGillney. Yeah, dude. So, yeah, if you have oh, to be sorry, sick. I'm
1: sorry, I'm sorry. You have
0: to be fucking sick to be wearing any. That's such a fucking good point right there, dude. You have to be a fucking goal scorer, or a, like a perennial all-star, to be wearing any number above 60.
1: Right. If you're that guy on the team and, like, you get called up from the NHL, you should be asking for just the lower num- lowest number available.
0: Yeah, well, okay, I, I will say this, though. Sometimes, I know at least with the Rangers, when a rookie comes up in training camp or, like, plays a couple of preseason games or plays a couple NHL games...
1: They have a ridiculous number. Like,
0: I think Dan Girardi wore 54 or something like that. So, like, if something were something like that were to happen, like, if you were a kid and you weren't expecting to make it, and you come up and the Rangers are like, okay, dude, here's 67, and you wear it and you fucking make the team and then you like have a fucking good career, I can see you sticking to that. Maybe that's what happened to him, but I'm not getting that vibe. I agree.
1: Okay. That was good.
0: Yep. Talk. Yeah. Uh, first guy to have an Instagram posted of him with his shirt off with the cup. Uh, I, I went to... I think my shirt thing is Ovechkin. Like, that's 100%. That guy's going to have a shirt off with a bottle of vodka and a cup, and that's going to be a sick picture. I can't wait to Instagram that. Or... Eric Halla, I can see Eric Halla winning the cup and just like butt ass naked running around like full sprint in the locker room, just like fucking like slapping people in the back and shit. Like I can see Eric Halla do some shit like that.
1: Yeah, those are both solid picks. You pick both teams, which is nice too. I'm going Quran. advisor. he's from the queue. Um, he's been on every team in the league. Yeah, he just he just. He, he just seems like the type of guy that, like, pops his top off. And he, and he can probably pull it off. I mean, he's probably got, like...
0: He wears sunglasses inside, and if he wears earrings, I wouldn't be surprised.
1: Yeah, most, if if there was, like, a senior year, what would be most likely to have a shark tooth around his neck?
0: <laughs> or one of those puka shell things.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I'm going Perron.
0: All right. Uh, player most likely to get overpaid in the offseason?
1: Yeah, I'll go first. I said Ryan Reeves. Um,
0: Do we know for sure he's going to be free agent?
1: I'm, like, 95% sure because I saw people saying the Bruins should sign him. Um, oh, I did
0: see that. Okay, good call.
1: So, so, Ryan Reeves, man. Here's the thing. Ryan Reeves is sick, and I'm not going to chirp him. I hope he has a sick uh, Stanley Cup final. If him and, like, Wilson square off at any point. It's going to be unbelievable television. Um, I really like Ryan Reeves. But he just got, I mean, he got ragdolled by Bufflin in the last round, like, People are going to point to Ryan Reeves and be like, you can't win a Stanley Cup without Ryan Reeves on your team. But, like, I don't think he's going to be, like, that big of a deal. And this is coming from a guy who loves fighting, loves fourth lines, but people are going to overvalue Ryan Reeves and how important he was to Vegas because I think they'd be in the same position without him.
0: That's a good call. I'm going to go James Neal. Free agent in the offseason. If if your prophecy of him not showing up in the playoffs comes true, I can see... Like, he's got a great shot, right? Like, James Neal can fucking rip. He's, I think he's tough. I can just see the speed of the game, like, catching up with him quicker than others. And if you sign him long-term, he's already 30 years old. I mean, I may be completely wrong, but by the time that guy's 34, 35, maybe he loses a step and you're paying him $7 million a year.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. Um, the one thing I will say, I have this weird feeling James Neal will someday end up back on the Penguins.
0: Yeah, I can see him retire there or something.
1: Yeah, so going off that, your original pick I know is going to be John Carlson.
0: Yeah, but you- I don't think he's going to be overpaid, man. I looked up his stats. He led the league in points this year. American defenseman. He can run a fucking power play. Uh, and he just he doesn't play that super flashy game, right? Which concerns you, because if you're going to pay a lot of guy a lot of money, in your head you got to think this guy's going to be flashy. Like Wade Redden was like that. Shankirk was like that. But I, I can see him... Owning up to that contract. Like, I think he's a great fucking player. I don't think he's going to be flashy, but he'll get the job done. So I, that's why I didn't pick him. He's going to get paid wherever he goes. I'm very interested.
1: I, I'm very interested to see how John Carlson performs because he's going to be the guy on on Washington's D. I mean, if they win, he is the defenseman that won him that cup. I mean, he won the World Juniors, but you always kind of have looked at him as like, oh, that's just John Carlson. It's weird. So... Yeah, man, it'll be interesting to see how he does in the Stanley Cup Finals. I hope he puts out, man. You're right because he is an American defenseman. Yeah. He, I th- right.
0: Like he, he's like he's like the perfect like number two defenseman, right? But he's putting up numbers like he's the number one defenseman. So,
1: right.
0: Um. Now, what member of the media is going to make you want? <laughs> what member of the media is going to drive you crazy? Uh, I went Don Cherry. Because I don't think he likes Russians, and he rambles on to begin with, and I think his head may explode the fact that Ovechkin and Vegas are in the Cup. Uh, he's going to say something fucking stupid, and the PC police are going to fucking jump all over him. If I'm Hockey Night Canada, I'm pulling the mic from that guy. <laughs>
1: yeah, I Do you agree? Probably, He's going to say
0: something bad.
1: Yeah, I know, man, but, like, to me, like, you're right. Like, he'll probably catch some heat, or he'll probably say he'll probably have a lot of bad takes. Like he'd probably fit in just great on this podcast. Cause he's probably just way off base on everything that's going on. But he's kind of just like when your grandpa says something stupid and you just nod your head and like, you've earned that pal. <laughs> 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 like you don't make any sense, bud, but like, I'll respect it. I'll give you your time to talk. I will go with, uh, I'm going with your boy, but um, I don't know if he's done it yet. I've always said that Butchacross is actually a pretty good writer, um, but he's an idiot. He uses that. He's just a meathead, and I hate him. Uh, But I will say I just am expecting a very emotional blog from him about, like, the love of the game, live, laugh, love, Um, hug your kids when you bring them to practice because, like, game four is on tonight, Um, thank your mom for sharpening your skates every night. I just – I see that emotional roller coaster coming and I don't want to deal with it.
0: No, I agree with that. And, and the more I think about it, if if it, John Butchgross was just John Butchgross and not like this, the shtick of him being like Mr. Hockey, I think I kind of like him. But the whole <laughs> I, I'm hockey thing, I can't stand it.
1: When he, dude, when he writes unbiasedly, it's very good, but like when he puts his opinion out in the open, I want to throw my phone into the ocean. Yeah,
0: here's two examples. The one time that he said that uh, even if Matt Zuccarello wasn't hurt when the Rangers were in the playoffs that year, it wouldn't have mattered. I think we would have won the cup that year if Zuccarello didn't get hurt. And the second one was uh, Pecorino got lit up. In Game Seven against the Winnipeg Jets, and somebody said, "How do you fix this?" And he says, "Don't start Pekarek after coming off a shutout in Winnipeg the night before." So, guy's kind of an idiot. Uh, we have we have a ton of these left, but we're already an hour into it. Just so, keep
1: going. well, no, we're, just stop. Let's keep going. It's the playoff fucking it. well,
0: playoff. He, yeah, I, I get I that. Come. I get that. But it's also, I mean, we're hour in. Do you want to keep these for next week, and we can keep doing this next week, or do you just? I mean, if we keep it up right now, it's going to be an hour and forty five minutes.
1: Well. We gotta give our Stanley Cup
0: prediction. Okay, so we'll do that Stanley Stanley Cup prediction, and then we'll do other ones next week. Uh, I'm going, I'm going Vegas in six, man. Like I think that, and it's crazy to I cannot believe I'm picking Las Vegas to fucking win the cup. But that's where I'm at, man. If Mark Andre Fleury plays like Mark Andre Fleury has, the Capitals don't have a shot. Nobody has a shot. He's been that fucking good. He's been so good that if they do lose in six or seven games. I could see the consummites going to him. He's been that fucking good. So, I'm going Vegas in six. What do you got? You got you got your caps. How many games?
1: Four.
0: <laughs> clean sweep. All right, fuck you, dude.
1: <laughs> but I will say, it could be caps in five. It could be caps in six. It could be caps in seven. But I'm starting the series at caps in four. I'm feeling pretty good about we'll it. We'll make adjustments. Um, I've been pretty... On point. I think I went five for eight in the first round. I think since the first round, I've gone like one for seven with predictions. Yeah, I don't know if that's accurate, but I pretty much predicted literally everything wrong.
0: Five for seven in the first round. (laughs) There's eight series.
1: So, I I don't know, man. It's it wasn't. It hasn't been good for me. Um, That one week that I missed. So I missed, like, the podcast two weeks ago. Part of it was because I was feeling shame. I was kind of suspending myself. Because <laughs> um, in the first round, I had predicted that the Wilds were going to beat Winnipeg because Winnipeg was Canada's team. It ended up working out for me, but, like, I felt pretty <laughs> sad about it. I've been shitting on the Knights all year long, dude. But, like, what would you think of me, Ked, yeah, as did a it. person? I didn't. I didn't. If I went, like, you know what, man? Knights and seven. I'm buying in now.
0: You could have, you could have done that after the first series, or even when the playoffs came. You're like, I've changed my mind, but it, you're too far in the game, dude. And if you do that, you're just a coward. So I respect the fact that you're staying. Caps, baby. Yeah. All right. So now we're gonna move on to our Twitter questions, Drake.
1: Yeah.
0: Trigger fingers. Turn to Twitter fingers. All right. We got one Twitter question this week from LA Kings fan eighty four. Great question. What is your team's greatest failure? My team is simple. Not buying out Mike Richards contract and hanging a fucking Taylor Swift banner at Staples. So fucked. That <laughs> those are both really good ones. Uh my team's greatest failure. Ooh! Uh twelve and oh three. Hugh Jessman. That was my team's biggest failure. If you look at all the players around Hugh Jessman, I think every single player in the top thirty picks played a hundred NHL games. I think he played like four. Terrible fucking player, twelfth pick. I mean you had Dustin Brown, Zach Parise, Brent Seabrook, Getzlav, Perry, like all of them were in the draft. The Rangers could have done something, but they picked fucking the Hugh Specimen, who blocked me on Twitter, so respect. Uh, Hugh Jessman would be that. And also, I really don't like the New York Rangers put out a regular season uh, banner. I don't like that at all. So those would be my two.
1: Okay, I'm going to go. It's it's the Tyler Sagan trade. Um, Over Phil Castle. Oh, over Phil Kessel for sure, dude. Because we got Tyler Sagan, like it was a good trade. Okay, it worked okay. out. Um, over Joe Thornton because we passed the torch, the Patrice Bergeron, it became his team, and I love Marco Sturm. Um, <laughs> I, like, I, I mean, dude, Tyler Sagan trade just sucks. I
0: yeah. Did Marco? Before you keep into it, did Marco Sturm play in the Olympics this year? Was he a coach? I remember his name he like recently. Coach. coach. He was a yeah. coach. Okay,
1: keep going, Sagan. I. I don't know, man. I just, the Tyler Sagan trade, I tried to convince myself at the time. It was really tough. We are coming off the 2013 Stanley Cup Finals. He put up, like, two points, man. He was playing with Bergeron and Marchand. Like, it was sad. It just sucks to think about what could be, because, like, we could have one line with Bergeron and Marchand. The second line would be, like, Sagan, Pasternak. I love David Krejci, and he's a warrior. And like, I think that guy deserved every dollar he got. He led the playoffs in points twice. You
0: take Tyler Sagan over him a hundred out of a hundred times,
1: right, man? And it's nothing against David Krejci. Either. I like that. I like I said, I love that guy. Um, it just sucks, man, to just think about what could be because we signed him to such a good contract too.
0: Did uh, uh, was that like out of nowhere? Like when that happened, did you know that was happening, or was that just like a complete like, what the fuck did we just do?
1: No, man, it was it was. You could kind of see it coming because it was like Boston. Boston Media, Boston Sports, we just made it to the cup finals and our young stud put up nothing. So mm. you could kind of see the writing on the wall, and then they framed him as a partier. It's like, yeah, he probably banged every single chick on the fucking red line going out of like Brookline or whatever, but Yeah, fault the guy for that. So that that's the biggest letdown. Also Also, dude. Um something that really upset me as a Bruins fan this year is that they started singing along to Bon Jovi's Living on a Prayer.
0: Oh, I love Um, that song.
1: I love that song, too, but it has a very sweet Caroline feel to it. Um, That's what
0: Boston is, dude.
1: Bon Jovi is, like, New Jersey. People were just acting like it was, like, this big thing. Like, oh, like, let's sing, like, Living on a Prayer, like, out loud in the bleachers. It's like, that's not, that's just not what I want. So, those Uh, are my two biggest letdowns.
0: I, I, uh... That's an interesting one, because I don't know if many people outside the Bruins fan base know that happened. Uh, thanks for the question. Uh, send your questions in on Twitter for next week. We're going to do Sunday again next week. Uh, but thank you. Patty B. Hotline, play it. Hey, this is the Patty B. Hotline, brought to you by the Morning Skate. All right, did thanks.
1: Patty, What Did Patty call in?
0: Patty didn't call in. But here uh, we have a voicemail. So here we go.
1: Hey, Morning Skate. So the odds that Vegas would make the Stanley Cup finals at the beginning of the season were 500 to one, meaning that for every $1 bet placed, they would pay out $500 if they did make the Stanley Cup. Knowing that, if you could go back in time, how much money would you have put down on the Vegas Golden Knights, even if you hadn't known they were going to make the Stanley Cup? Have a good one.
0: All right, this is kind of a weird question. This is a, uh... I guess there's two scenarios. If you didn't know that the Vegas Knights were going to the Cup, how much money would you put down at the beginning of the year? Probably be the same as what I put down at the beginning of the year, zero. If I didn't know they were going to make the Cups, I wouldn't have done that. If knowing they went off 501 right now, how much? I would have taken out every loan I possibly fucking could and put it on there, right?
1: Yeah, I just...
0: I get what the guy's saying. Like, 501 is fucking crazy.
1: I think he's saying just, like, what if... I don't know, man. If I so here's what I'm thinking. Like I'm on a trip with my boys. We're in Las Vegas. I would love to go to a sports book. I'm not a better. I'm not very good at gambling. Like I'll admit that. But like if I was in Las Vegas, I would want to spend my day in a sports book. Like that would be one day I would really want to do at least for like five six hours watching like, every hockey game.
0: I'm glad just you just said to- that because isn't there like that new thing that you can bet on sports now? And if that's yeah. the case, like if I don't need a bookie. I can see myself going to the OTB a lot for like this year's fucking upcoming year. So
1: when I lived in uh when I lived in Buffalo, we used to cross the border, go to Niagara Falls, and we would just sit there and watch CFL games and gamble on that. And that was like the time of my life. Um,
0: <laughs> Never felt so alive.
1: CFL football. Shout out Johnny Manziel. But I, I don't know, man. I don't think five hundred to one. If I was sitting, if it was the beginning of the year and I was sitting in Vegas. And they had all the NHL odds to win the cup in front of me, and it was like September, and I had a hundred dollars in my pocket. And I saw Vegas to one five hundred to one. I wouldn't have put a dollar down. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have put a dollar down. Like I know I wouldn't have. Um,
0: I may have put like ten. Like if I had money, I may have been like, "All right, whatever." Like they're a new team. I'm in Vegas. I could see myself connecting those dots and being like, "Okay, I'll put like ten bucks down."
1: Yeah, if you're like, right? I mean, if you're like filthy rich and you just went on a heater and won like a hundred thousand dollars. I can see that, but like
0: that, or that I could, I could even see myself like hammered walking back to the hotel room, like by myself. Cause I got lost in seeing that and just be like, yeah, whatever,
1: man. I don't know. I, I, I just see myself not, it would take, I think it would take serious balls to do that. I mean, I mean, you know, dude, we worked at a horse. We worked at Saratoga racetrack for two summers together. You probably worked like three You were a pretty grizzly vet when I got there. Um, uh, and we would, bet, we would bet on the horses all day, and, like, we would lose. I don't We'd think... Did fights. we ever... We'd did, have, like, trainers and jockeys telling us to, like, bet on these horses, and I'd lose every bet. Did you my paycheck. I, I don't
0: think... Yeah. Like, thinking about that, working at the track, I don't think I ever actually won, like, substantial amount of money, and I worked there for, like, three or four years.
1: No, they'd be like, who's this kid with a New York Racing Association name tag that keeps coming up to my booth and losing all his fucking money?
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, but yeah, so I mean, good question. If you got more, call in 518 309 2595. That's 518 309 2595. We appreciate it. It's fun when you guys call in, so keep doing that shit. Now we're gonna go to Dom morris Hero and Zeroes, brought to you by Laga Sports. Hey fans,
1: this is Dominic Moore. I'm just gonna take you guys through a little bit of the behind the scenes stuff here.
0: Hero and Zero time, here we go. Uh, I wrote mine down, Hal's didn't, so if Hal has something, I don't know what the fuck's coming my way. My hero of the week goes to Southpaw fourth line voice on Twitter. Literally right before this podcast started, he he sent out a tweet saying he's uh, going through his trading cards and sent me a picture of Scott Mellenby and then because he knows I'm a big Scott Mellenby guy, and from there he sent me his career totals: 840 points, 2,479 penalty minutes, and 154 tilts. My Hero of the Week goes to that because I needed that. I was getting chirped on Twitter by everybody else for not fucking being here on time and shit. And Southpaw had my back and posted a fucking picture of Scott Mellonby and his, and his stats. So, shout out to that guy. I really fucking needed that. Thank you.
1: Scott Mellonby, man, yeah. That's a good one. Uh, Hero of the Week, dude. This is going to catch you by surprise. I'm taking a page out of... Uh Out of your uh, your book, bud, Uh, Hero of the Week is me.
0: Ooh, all right.
1: Uh, Why? So I've lived, I don't want to give too much of my specifics away, but I've lived in this new state for three years. It took me three years to get a license for this state. Oh. Um, But I'm currently out of the license for two weeks. Um, So... This is the first time Hal has ever tried this. I need the boys' support here. Um, I've been living for seventy-two hours now on sunflower seeds and nicotine gum. Oh my god! I'm because because dude.
0: the wife won't buy you chew.
1: That no, Hal's been off the chew for seventy-two hours. Oh my god! I might make it, dude. I might make it. I think. I think this is my best shot ever at quitting. Um, and I'm giving it my all because I don't have any other choice.
0: Oh my god!
1: <laughs> so hero, when I
0: said wait, so hero re- or zero? What? Hero or zero?
1: I'm my hero, dude. Because when I said I've had a really rough week, I've been working at the office till seven o'clock, and I've been dealing with this <laughs> for over three days now since Monday. Um, I'm grinding out here, so any support would be loved. <laughs> Yeah, I right. think I'm going to make it, man. I think I'm going
0: to make it. It's going to be weird. Uh, my zero of the week goes to the fucking Ranger boys on the Lightning. They couldn't get it done. They're on the, like, oh, the Lightning are going to be sick. It's the, the South Florida fucking Rangers. So they're my zero, but I'm going to spin this. The Rangers never won a cup. Is that because those guys were on their team? See, no, see what I'm saying? Not, is it is it good that they're gone? Did they hold the Rangers back? Because they can't they can't even win with fucking Kucherov and Stamkos and Hedman. If they can't win with those guys, who the fuck can? I think they held this back, dude.
1: I don't think they held you back, but I don't think uh, I don't think they were going to win a cu- you weren't going to win a cup with them. Like,
0: well, clearly like, cause they not, can't even win a cup with those guys.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So they're not a core you win a cup with, regardless, but. I don't know, man. It's funny because I chirp you for this all the time. Like, oh, they had too many Rangers. Like, oh, the Bruins lost because of Rick Nash. Like, Toronto's probably out in the first round because Dom Moore played for you guys for like a year. Like, Columbus, what's their issue? John Tortorella, ex-Ranger. Like, you're going to just point down, like, the playoff, like, failures this year and there's just Rangers fucking shit smeared all over it. Yeah,
0: I think I think the only player in the finals that was on, that's been on the Rangers is Oscar Lindbergh. And uh, another shout out of Jonathan Jonathan who used to play for the Hartford Wolfpack or the Connecticut Whale for a full season when the Rangers had his rights or some shit like that. So,
1: yeah did, did he play a game
0: for you guys? I don't think for the Rangers, just in the age. this.
1: Do you remember he had like he had like a hyphenated last name before and it like couldn't fit on his jersey and then he dropped the other half of his last name. Are you
0: sure you're not talking about uh, Parento? Are you sure it's Marshall? Yeah, it is. Okay, I didn't know that.
1: All right, that's like good both one. of them, but um. I also want to make you my hero of the week because I told you I was trying not to get cancer, and you told me it's going to be weird. Uh, zero of the week, dude. I told you way back on. I said I'm going to preface this. <laughs> oh on boy, zero of the week, dude. So this is like real life, Hal. Um, this has been tough for me. I, I've actually like posted on the internet about this like anonymously because like I'm really rattled about it, and I never do that. Um, I have a friend I went to college with gonna call him pam because it rhymes with his name um good kid i guess he uh texted me like wednesday and he was like uh i'm moving into town he's moving into the same town that i live in and i was like all right man like that's cool is this like a sad story dude not really oh dude i
0: was getting ready for you to tell me fucking pam died or some shit
1: No. So, Pam texts me, and he's like, yeah, I'm moving into your town. I'm like, oh, cool. Same time, like, shit, man. Like, I don't have to hang out with anybody right now. Like, what's this going to be like? And then, uh, he texts me, and he's like, well, uh, I'm moving in Saturday. He's like, will you help me move in? Oh, boy. And I'm like, oh, Jesus. So, I look at the weather. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and it's, like, so it's Memorial Day weekend. I have Monday off. Like, I, it's a good weekend for me, you know. Like, I'm really looking forward to it. I look at the weather. It's going to be raining all day. Um, you, my blocked, roommate, you blocked my roommate his number. Gonna be around. I was like, you know what? Like, yeah, dude, like, buy me a six-pack and a pizza. I'll wear, like, some shitty sneakers. I'll come over there drunk, and I'll, like, move the heavy shit with you for three hours. He's like, cool, man. Like, I really appreciate that. That would be great. Um, fast head. fast forward like three hours. It's like eight o'clock at night. This is yesterday. This is yesterday. Eight o'clock Thursday night. He goes, "Hey man, just wondering, would you be willing to come up Friday night to my place? Which, by the way, is two hours north. Uh, move all my stuff out. Help me move out. Pack it up, and then wake up in the morning. Drive back and uh, move me in." And I go, "No, <laughs> <laughs> not a chance, pal." Like, I offered this guy a snack, and he wants the whole kitchen. Like, dude, I said I would help you move the heavy stuff. Now you want me to drive four hours each way, stay at your place, waste a Friday night, mm-hmm. come down here, move your shit all day on my Memorial Day <laughs> weekend? Yeah. This kid's lucky I didn't block his number on the spot. <laughs> like, I'm a team player. Like, I'm really stepping out of my boundaries for this one. Like, someone's got him in a headlock, and I'm coming in hot for him.
0: I don't. Like, th- I think there's a 0% chance you shot that kid's out tomorrow, dude.
1: Well, it's going to get even more interesting. So I say no, and then he has the audacity to text me uh, this morning, and he's like, well, hey, Saturday morning, man, would you just drive up, move me out, and then drive back and move me in that same day? I almost blocked the kid's number on the spot. Like, I don't even want to talk to him anymore. He's looking
0: for a ride, dude.
1: Dude, like, one, hire a mover. Two, like, it's my Memorial Day weekend, man. I said I'd help you move in some heavy stuff, like, yeah what is this what's this kid's deal like what's his problem like you're asking so much out of me like you have a girlfriend she's your fiance you two should be lugging stuff up and down the stairs i don't i don't care if she rolled her height her ankle playing modified like volleyball like that's not my problem that she has soft feet you need to be there lifting that stuff with her because that builds character that builds relationships but leave me the fuck out of it dude like that's my zero of the week.
0: Yeah, man. We never really get into like real-life shit. It's going to be weird. Hey, guys, tweet, tweet us and let, let us know what you think about Hal's circumstance right now.
1: Cause... I also want to say I hope Pam never hears this podcast. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the our... good news
1: is no one, knows, no one knows about this up here, so I'm good.
0: All right, well, yeah, let us know what you think. Uh, we're now going to move on to our last segment, Three Stars. This week it's brought to you by Savage Jerky Company. So, uh, yeah, three stars, play the music.
1: All right, Jim and Mike, thanks very kindly. A nice weekend for you. As always, our three-star selectors are stars of the hockey scene wherever we go on Rogers Hometown Hockey.
0: All right, three stars. I just mentioned that this part is sponsored by uh, Savage Jerky. These guys make jerky with the best ingredients, unsullied uh, by nitrates and preservatives. Crafted in small batches, they strive for the highest quality possible, and their reviews speak for themselves. They, they've changed the jerky game for good, eat like a savage. So these guys followed us on Twitter the other day. And I sent them a message and I was like, guys, we fucking love beef jerky. Like, what can I do to do this? Can I can I talk about you guys on the podcast? And can I write a blog? Like, I want to help you guys out. They go, yeah, sure. What's your address? These motherfuckers sent me. I'm talking probably any probably around 35 bags of beef jerky. And they have sriracha bacon. Uh, Mojo, Cracked Pepper Sea Salt, Sweet Sriracha Barbecue, Mojo Habanero Original, Maple Buffalo Bacon. These are just the ones I have in my room right now. So many fucking flavors by these guys. I'm blown away. They wrote me a nice little note. I'm going to Instagram it come Monday. I'm going to uh, blog it on Monday. These guys are fucking the real deal. So shout out to them. Because we're talking, well, first off, how? How sick is that? Like a beef jerky company wants to hang out.
1: I love beef jerky. Yeah,
0: that's all you're gonna say, man. I figured you'd be a little bit more fired up than that. Like, I'm we, up. I am
1: pumped up. I thought that said it all, dude. I love beef jerky. Like, I will. Is it? I mean, is it good beef jerky? I haven't had it yet.
0: I had a piece. It's pretty fucking. It's legit. It's legit. So check them I out. Uh, that them. that savage jerky. Savage jerky. Um, in honor of the jerky, we're talking three best things to pack for a road trip if Hal has to go meet. Pam at his house uh, besides beef jerky so three things you need to pack on a roadie do you want me to go first or you go first
1: you go first bud Uh,
0: third star you need a, a phone charger maybe two phone chargers depending on who you're with it sucks being with somebody and having to keep unplugging phones so people are juiced up you need a fu- and not just some regular phone charger that you get like the gas station. You need you need to go out and you need to fucking buy the the fifty or sixty dollar phone charger because those are the ones that fucking lasts. Three third star phone charger.
1: Good pick, good pick. I'm going third star black coffee. I don't care if it's iced. I don't care if it's hot. Uh, you get in that car in that morning. You get the biggest black coffee you can on the way there. That's the morning. It's the morning commute. You have the windows down. Maybe the heat's a little bit on because it's still chilly. Uh, you get that coffee in you. If you don't drink a coffee before a road trip, you're an idiot. Okay, I,
0: I'm big. I've been drinking uh, Deathwish coffee, which like is like legit. If you guys check it out, search Deathwish coffee. It's like it'll fucking get you going. I've been having a uh, an iced black coffee with a, like, a pinch of milk in it every single day, and I've just been boozing. though. was fucking unreal. Uh, my second star sunglasses when i'm driving or if i'm sitting shotgun or whatever and i want to just fucking chill out or like get focused or locked into what i'm doing i need a fresh set of sunglasses on man i don't even care if it's sunny or not i mean obviously not in the dark but if it's like a gloomy kind of day i still i'm still rocking them dude i'm locked and loaded i'm fucking wheeling and dealing you need it you need a set of sunglasses i mean how many how many sets of sunglasses do i have i have like a million
1: this is big news dude i haven't told you uh you buy a pair? Oh. I'll purchase a pair of nice sunglasses, dude. What kind? You know, dude, I was looking at the Maui gyms, but I found this nice pair, and people are going to be like, wow, this kid's a douche bag of nice Oakley's polarized. I'm
0: a big Oakley guy. Huge Oakley guy.
1: I look like a douche, but they're a great investment, so I mean, sunglasses... Do you know what I they're mean, called? Well, uh, I could... I could. No, I'll, I'll look it up for you, but... Yeah,
0: because I'm going to look those up. Fuck yeah, dude. Oakley's are sick. You used to have a pair of fucking really nice like, frog skins with like baby blue lenses. Back in the day? Maybe not baby blue, but like blue lenses?
1: The best part about sunglasses, and I've said this to people before and people think I'm so stupid when I say it, it's like you're looking at the world through like an Instagram like filter.
0: Mm-hmm. The entire time, dude. You're fucking... Everything looks yeah. so much nicer. Yeah.
1: It's this close. Is beautiful. And then you take it off, you're like, oh wait, I'm in like Schenectady. Yep.
0: <laughs> you nailed it, dude. You know what, what I mean? Everything
1: has a nice tint to it. Uh, good pick, dude. That's a great pick. I didn't even think about that. My second star is uh, either sweatpants or elastic shorts. Oh, hell yeah, if comfy. If you're driving more than like two hours and you don't have an elastic band on your pants and you're just doing it wrong, I don't care if like I know I'm showing up to a dinner or an interview or anything, I'll rock the sweatpants and or the athletic shorts in the car and when I get there, I'll have in the back seat. I'll have those folded up, those nice pants ready to go. Uh, you can't be worried about getting stuff on your pants on a road trip. You can't be worried about maybe feeling too tight. Uh, just let your favorite pair of beat-up
0: sweats or athletic shorts go. I, I you Comfort's huge, right? Like, that's the biggest, man, yeah. the biggest, man. Um, the biggest. My first star was going to be a 10, but because you're on the oh, fix. Oh, it's not
1: a bad first no, star. No, man.
0: because you're on the fix, I'm going to change it up. Uh, my first star, I love a good classic rock playlist. <laughs> like a, a little fog hat, a little Rush, a little uh, Doobie Brothers, Steely Dan, uh, throw a Skinner song here and there, some Pink Floyd, Eric Clapton dude, some Eagles, uh, just a fucking solid Picks 106, classic rock playlist, because like, I mean you listen to this shit all the other times, right, and you want to have a good time, you want to make memories, like, you don't want everything to be shitty, you put on a fucking thing of classic rock, and it's like you're driving to the rink with your old man, like, like when you're a fucking kid, so, classic rock playlist, number one star.
1: Yeah, I would say too. Like classic rock playlist, like you have to utilize it right. Like I don't think like as soon as you leave the driveway, it's classic rock, and I don't think it's the end. But I think it's like if you're on a four hour trip, and like I know you've made this trip to Western New York from like from like Albany area to Western New York, you're on I ninety, and it's just like farms and yeah. exits fifteen miles apart, and there's nothing to yeah. look at except for the Erie Canal. When you're like in that two hour stretch halfway through a four hour car ride, you're on the highway, and all you see is cows and like guardrails that's when you put classic rock on and that's when it powers you through the hardest times of your trip you nailed it
0: man like thinking about it you don't really start or end with it like for me i would start out with like a podcast maybe like the morning skate something like that i toss that on listen to it when that's all said and done i'm probably locked in on i-90 i'm chilling you turn on some fucking classic rock you wheel and deal I call Hal when I get to Maine. Hey, Matt, hey Hal, I'm here. You're only a couple minutes away. Okay, dude. Hang up the phone. Turn on the Siena Hockey uh, locker room playlist. Get ready to get fucked up for the night. So I agree with that. What's what's your first star?
1: My first star is, uh, I mean, it could happen at any part of the road trip. If you're with the boys, um, you know, maybe we're with Ked, Kent. ked has been on, like, a paleo diet. Everyone's watching their weight. Uh you're driving down the highway and you see like exit forty-three and you're like, ah fuck exit forty-three and then you look again, it's like T Bell. <laughs> Taco Bell stop, number one star. Um parking lots always have a great atmosphere. You always know you're gonna have a cashier with a smile on her face and a story behind her name tag. You're gonna go in there, you're gonna <laughs> eat some food, you're gonna be pooping. You're going to poop. Here's the best part about Taco Bell, too. You're going to eat the food, and before you even leave to continue the road trip, you're already going to have to poop.
0: Yep, you flush so out what's ever in
1: And you know while you're pooping, all the boys are in the car thinking to themselves, wow, I'm probably going to have to go poop next. Mm-hmm. It's a great way to regroup. Um, I don't know if you remember this, but back when um, Fever Boy Rex was in Rochester, we went to a T-Bell once, and I it was like the only time I've ever eaten a Taco 12 pack. I think you were there. Yeah. Um, just housed a Taco 12-pack because I was with the boys in Rochester at a Taco Bell on a road trip. So, Taco Bell, number one star.
0: I mean, that is important, dude. You gotta you gotta stay energized. Uh, so, shout out to them. Um, so, that was the podcast this week. Hour and... I don't know. Hour, almost an hour and a half. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, if you have any questions, topics, anything like that, tweet at us or give us a call. 518-309-2595. Also, if you get a chance... Leave us a review, subscribe, uh, like us on Facebook. There's so much that you guys can do that make us feel like we're doing a good job and, like, really fucking, like, go for this thing. So just let us know how we're doing, stuff like that. Uh, Seth, you're not dead to me, but I'm, I'm just disappointed in you. And how do you have anything else?
1: Uh, it's starting to become time here where I start sweating inside, so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Big time. Yeah.
0: All right, thanks, thanks for that something else. Uh, we will see you guys next Sunday, all right later.